Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. I am here with Jared. We're going to talk AEW, a little bit of G1, possibly the biggest week in AEW history as we have the Author Ash Stadium events. They recorded all of this in one night. Kudos to the fans who managed to That's crazy. stay up for five hours or whatever it took. But, but like energy-wise, stay up for five oh, hours. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But think of like what they had. You know what I mean? And, oh, and yeah. when I was thinking about how they filmed basically, like I think it was the first half of Rampage, then Dynamite, then mm-hmm. the second half of Rampage. Right. It kind of makes sense in, in that regard, like the way they structured matches, which I thought was neat. Absolutely. It was definitely the, the cool thing too for the viewer is it was booked like two pay per views. Oh yeah. You know My what God. I mean. You know what I mean. So it might have been tough on the uh, attendee to to be up that it's, long. Yeah, it's long. Because we start out with what is perceived to be going in the biggest match in the history of the company, which is Omega versus Daniel Bryan, due to Daniel Bryan's spot in the pecking order of great wrestlers. What we wind up having is a very, I mean, I thought it was an incredible match. Did you oh think it was a incredible match? Yeah. Okay, I did too. I thought the, it, the callbacks to their match in PWG, the fact that those dudes looked like they had been through hell at the end of it. Mm-hmm. It went 20 minutes. Now, the booking decision on the end, what did you think? It was 30 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes. That was the fastest 30 minutes I've ever seen. Okay. That was crazy. The, the booking decision was they ran out of time as Daniel Bryan had him on the ropes in, in the lock. Which I, I kind of figured. Right. We 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 go, knew going in that we weren't getting the clean champion finish because we knew going in that Omega, Daniel Bryan, world title change is a match or world title, keeping the world title, mm-hmm. either one. That is a match for a pay-per-view. So this was to set that up. When the match is over, you have Omega tweet out, there ain't going to be a rematch. So that allows them to kick the can down the road a little bit. Um, you liked all of that. You, Daniel Bryan rules. You liked Brian all of that? Daniel. Felt good about it all? It was great. Okay. I did too. I did too. It's just I can't be unhappy after a match like that. Right. What, I'm, what I want to do here, I mean, we're going to hit the matches, you know what I mean? But I don't want to get too boiled down in the um, – Hold. Specifics, yeah. Pillman MJF, what did you think? Oh, uh, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. I, it, it's fine. Okay, here's my thing. Pillman's not great. What did this do for anybody? Nobody. Nothing. It didn't help MJF. It didn't help MJF. It did not help Pillman. I don't know. Pillman what looked like thing. to me. It looked like Pillman proved he's not ready for prime time. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's great. In all honesty, it, it was tough yeah. for me to get through this program and try to because MJF was going to places that I don't particularly. I think you can get heat in other areas, but he kind of had to do that in order to, because that's the story of Pillman in a way. And it, it, it we kind of were penciled into weirdness, the grabbing the girl by the arm outside of the ring, the whole works. It's just like, it's kind of an eye roll, you yeah. know? but he gets the, he goes over. Hopefully this is over. Cody Malachi. Cody. We, in, we enter the Cody verse here. We have Brandy Arn. Here's my thing I'm on this excited. match. Tell me if you think I'm right. You take out Brandy and Arn. The match is great. Right. Yeah. So you editing. That's the thing with, with Cody in general is he's a good wrestler. Right. Finish. It, it was very good back and forth. Malachi's a fantastic wrestler. 
Okay, well. The finish winds up being Arn accidentally falls off the ring apron. Then, <laughs> then gets up on that. Accidentally on purpose falls off. Then the, the second, second time, time he accidentally yeah. on purpose falls off. Then you have Malachi under the ring. He comes out. We did not know this. I didn't know he had a, a dark mist in his arsenal. He uses the, the dark mist to go over. What did you think about the finish? I thought the finish itself was fine. It's just it's Cody's matches are a mess. To me, Malachi needing to die. To me, yeah. to save the mist to somebody other than Cody. Like, do we really have... Cody already got kicked in the head, like, twice that match, too. Like, what? He, you could have just smoked him again. You know? Right. I, mean, I don't know. It's... I don't know. To, to me, to me, if I'm telling that story, I'm saving Malachi with the mist for a punk moment. You know what I mean? For something else. But Cody obviously cannot lose without... Again, that, that, I was I was so mad. Moments. I was texting the group chat. I was like, man, this guy can't just lose. What did I text you before that? When you said no spoilers, I said something to the effect of... Gotta watch the Cody match or something Yeah, the, like I said a Cody match. It was concise. It was clean. Clean. Nothing, you know, because none of that doesn't happen. No. Cody versus is just an incredibly interesting place the to rules be. Are in the world. Yes. Brandy sitting Indian style, Boy. shooting the guy for, for what? You know what I mean? Arn on the apron. And then Cody getting... jumping out of the ring because he that wasn't even enough. Cody jumping out of the ring to check on Arn. And Arn's like, what are you doing? Of course Arn's like, what are you doing? He's Arn's fine. a freaking horseman. He's like, like yeah, why, why, yeah, I think that was the part that killed me the most. Yeah. It's like, why are you going? He's fine, bro. Yeah. He's going out there and he's like, Arn, are you okay? He looks like a geek. Right. Cody's own booking makes him look like a complete geek. Right. And it, it, it kills me, you know? 100%. Okay. FTR versus Sting and Darby. My take on this, which I, I hope you find interesting, is normally with a young up-and-coming wrestler in a tag match like this, yeah. they'll, they'll pick a guy and they'll say, hey, this is going to be his... We're going to showcase this guy even though he loses or wins, right? And I thought this was the Sting and Darby obviously go over. I thought what was interesting here is Sting was booked like the up-and-coming. Yeah, he was. The, all of them look great. Darby's fantastic. Yeah, FDR are such given performers in a situation like this. They sold like crazy for the Stinger, baby. Right. But I thought it worked. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really good. It was more – it felt like – because of the way Sting could go there, maybe you don't have to go there again, but you kind of proved to everybody that this isn't just a gimmick and being in the ring. I was impressed. The, the stuff with Tully outside was cool, and it almost felt like maybe we thought for a second we're going into a program with Tully and Sting, right? It almost felt like maybe they just kind of utilized that to set up the fact that Tully gets outsmarted in this one match, yes. and Sting punches him once, and maybe we can move on from that. Stinger can go do whatever he wants to, and we can move through that, I hope, right? I, I certainly hope so. I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. Now, what did you think about uh, the next match, which was Britt Baker and Ruby Soho? I liked it. I didn't think it was phenomenal, but I thought it was pretty dang good. Okay, a lot of – they utilized the – they hadn't touched each other a lot lately, right? Yeah. And so maybe they give us something better down the road. I agree. It, it's Yeah, it's absolutely one of those things where it's like Ruby Soho's first, like, real match in the mm -hmm. company, like first singles match in the company. So it's going to be – yeah. Until people are familiar with each other. Right. Well, I say that, but then Kenny Omega and uh, Brian Danielson. They're different, though. They're, I mean, they're like, literally built different. Yeah, when I, when I right. say something, I'm talking about, like, two of the best performers ever. Right. Like, right. That, that's not a fair bar to hold. I, I, don't, I don't think they can do 
but with each other, I don't think they can do less than like perfect. It's, no, it's crazy how good they are. But but this was very good, and you move on to doing something similar. I hope down the road. Yes, and all that. So that's that's good. I they did Brit, utilize Brit, a lot of shenanigans outside to get Brit the win, Brit the win, which uh, is which is kind of good enough because that Brit. gives us an excuse to go back to Ruby later on down the road. Now we go. Uh, that was the main event of the first night, mm-hmm. and we go into Rampage. We start out with Powerhouse Hobbs versus Punk. Interesting to start both shows out with. Punk and Daniel Bryan and Omega. In this case, I thought that Punk wrestled a match that was similar to the uh, Christian Styles, where he puts yes. over Hobbs the whole time, but he, he pulls it out at the end. Someone, someone put it that Punk isn't just a good pickup for fame; he's a good pickup in terms of like the way his matches are. That's all his promos. He, are. Yeah, yeah. His promos are. I want to get these guys over. He says it different, but those are his promos. Yes. Right. But but like the way he wrestles and the pace he wrestles that is so different in that kind of Christian way mm-hmm. where their matches are really, really well structured and they sell really well for their opponent. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really good. And there's a build. Yes. There's a build. There are there are moments that are almost and then there's the crescendo to the finish. And him attempting the GTS like three times. Mm-hmm. Finally getting it. Okay. The the Conrada from the ropes. Was a, was was really rough because you know, Hobbs landed just straight down on his head. Yeah, I was like, man, which was kind of rough. And there were moments in there where you could see where the match was built to put over Hobbs. The commentary team was Hobbs is stable. They were great all night. Starks and, and Taz were great all so night. So funny. But I did think that Hobbs had moments where you could see, okay, this guy is going to be a big deal. And I also felt like the GTS Hobbs getting up on his shoulders and kind of selling that to make it look real when he literally engulfs punk when he's over his shoulders huge really was nice and well done i, I really enjoyed that part of you absolutely yeah i thought so too man just uh okay the elite come out next again we're starting out on fire we got cole in the bucks versus jungle boy uh luchasaurus Lucha- and christian cage oh yeah you like this this match ruled this is my what second they do favorite best. tag match of the, the night this is what this company does best this, oh, I, this or four man, whatever. Dude, what, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, dude, Adam Cole and Jungle Boy had those segments. And I was like, man. Jungle yeah, Boy we're had gonna get that match. really huge moments. Yeah. A big takeaway from me here, though, was that Luchasaurus is healthy again. Dude, Luchasaurus looked great. Right. And he, he hasn't, all he hasn't looked like this in a little bit after yeah. he pulled hamstring. Yeah. After, this was yeah, his night where he was back. He looked great. Uh, I thought Jungle Boy got over. Adam Cole's just a killer wrestler. It's just, I, again, I was thinking, I was right. like, Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy is going to be a banger match at some point. Absolutely. And that point is next week. Absolutely. This coming week. Just jump straight into the fire. I did want to give a shout out to Taz where he, he tells Christian to stop being selfish and tag in. And then Christian tags someone else and he's like, over 20,000 people, my voice carries like a dove. <laughs> Dude, him and Ricky were on fire the whole freaking night. Uh, just saying, right. stuff. Ricky said something to Don Callis, or he's like, he's like, you can't trust people without hair. Is he sitting next to two bald people mm-hmm. with Don Callis and and Taz? Right, that's so funny. And then he looks over, he's like, present company excluded. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Okay, the next match was Jericho Hagar, Paige, Scorpio. It was fine. It just uh, the whole point of it was it was fine. But the point of it was really, and actually Jericho looked pretty doggone good in this match, which he which he has a lot lately, as well. I feel like now you do have the main point of all of this is that what's his name Lambert causes the roll up finish, they get the win, and then we get the beat down 
post-match with his entire MMA stable coming out. We have Jorge Masvidal coming out and just demolishing Jericho at the end. They're both laid lying. I don't know how this works. If we get a multiple man feud similar to what MJF and then went through, I don't know how I'm supposed to buy into Jericho and Hager. I don't think that, first of all, I don't know that Jorge can even contractually do much more than he just did because if he gets hurt, that's costing him a lot, a lot of money. That's costing him a ton of money. <laughs> right. So I don't like, know like, how this works. Unless he's got a couple guys, like a couple of like Orlowski and those guys, they're pretty old. They could probably do this if you wanted, but I don't know. If, I don't know how well selling MMA fighter. It's just really late in a guy's career to try to figure out how to wrestle. Now um, Santos can I do was, it. I probably. was going to say, who was that guy? Who, Ken, Ken Shamrock did it pretty good. Ken, I mean, Ken Shamrock. I feel like that's a Given. Yeah. Low line. Or, that's a, again, he's like an exception in some mm-hmm. ways because it's, right. it's Ken Shamrock. I don't know. To me, it's right. just Ken Shamrock. But uh, right. who was that guy who did some lucha? He was in WWE very briefly for like one match. Former UFC fighter. I can literally see him in my head. Me too. It's bothering me that I can't just pick it up off the top of my head. Kane Velasquez. We looked it up. And yes, but he had... He had a rough time of it too there for a little bit. Now he did do some work in AAA that I think wound up being a little better. Oh uh, yeah, that that's that's more of what I was thinking when right. he did like Ranas and stuff in, in AAA. Right. Now then we get Private Party, Butcher in the Blade versus Santana Ortiz Lucha Brothers. I love the Santana Ortiz bringing out the Furies from the Warriors movie. Yeah, like I thought that was dope when did, he had the bottles. I was like, yes, come out to play, baby. Yeah, did you like the match? The match I thought was great. Again, it's what they do the, it's the very best. Just, what they it's do. chaotic. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. I really like all the participants in there. I think it's just a blast. Right. I, I'm saying ditto. Um, all the finishes, faces over, perfect. Matt Hardy comes up in an interview backstage. We didn't cover a lot of interviews over the whole, whole, whole week, but – I don't think they were pertinent, and I think that the storytelling yeah. wound up being the same in the ring anyway. Yeah. But Hardy does wind up challenging Orange Cassidy, who had interfered in some of his things earlier in the day, mm-hmm. to a hair versus hair match. Of course, he was not actually going to be in the hair versus hair not. match because why? Why would he lose his precious locks if his money makers? You know right. I mean? So instead, his man's going to be in the match, Jack, Jack, Evans. Jack Evans, who did not seem. Happy about such. No, I I identified Jack Evans by his hair. Right. So Miro, Merch, Fuego, and Sammy. Kills them both, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we'll move into a program with Sammy soon. Anna J versus Penelope, I thought was okay. I like the fact that they wrote in the Brash Nux finish. It wasn't executed perfectly in that you mentioned Anna J is pretty green, gets injured, and then is on a high profile match. It it's I think tough she's spot. Talented, but it's, it's a tough spot. Yeah. And then so when Penelope picks up the brass nuts, Anna Jay sees them and then walks straight into a punch, it's strange, right? Yes. It's hard to buy, but you also kind of know she hasn't been in the spot before. She doesn't know how to sell the fact that all this weirdness is going on around her. She Because you're supposed to turn into that punch. Or look like, you know, they both so like, like Penelope's making sure everybody knows she's got the brass nuts, even if you're sitting in the top row, so you know what's going on. Which there were a lot of people sitting at the top right, row on a trip like this. 20,000 people. I don't know. Kudos. Crazy. 
kudos, right? So, but she winds up getting away. Ty Conte comes down and tries to even the score or lessen the numbers game. And this winds up being Ty eating brass knucks too. I'm assuming we're getting a, a Penelope and Bunny versus Taya program, which will be fine and probably be good for both of them. Yes. You know, to get more work. Um, Matt, the Dark Order, everybody winds up coming out, staring each other down and all that. That's fine. Let's move on to Suzuki Goon, Suzuki Archer versus Mox Eddie. Lights go out, lights go on. It is literally, we do not acknowledge that this match is happening. I do what really did like, you think? I like the way they frame the lights out matches, where they say the lights will turn off, and when they turn back on, AEW is not not liable for anything that happens. I think that's, I, honestly, I, I like the way they frame that. Story of the match, we're gonna, we gonna we wind up with Eddie outside of the ring, injured. Not badly enough that he can't continue, but he's he's... For a moment or two, he's he's hurt, and we we get the duct tape to Mox's arms. Mox takes this incredible beating, but won't give in. In the character of Mox, spits in his face. Homicide's music hits, which was Eddie's old partner, the original LAX. Homicide is a ECW ledge, a Impact ledge, legend. a New York legend. He fits every bit of the bill here. He also, um, he, dude, he killed Lance on that uh chair shot. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that looks like it hurt like hell, right? And I thought this was a neat ode to the history of New York wrestling. I also thought that it was well done and that it allowed them to get the win and go over. And we do have, if he sticks around, which they acted like on commentary that they expected him to, Excalibur was saying something, yeah, that, yeah, if he sticks around. I feel like this could be very interesting. I agree. I don't see him wrestling much, though. No. But I do see, here's where it could be interesting. He could drive a wedge between Mox and Eddie, and we could get a Mox heel turn. Because Mox is kind of being ornery as it is about the new talent coming in that everybody loves. And so in order for him to get into rivalries with these CM Punk's Christians, guys like that, yes. who the, the, the natural progression of that would be somebody be upset about them being in the company, and that would be Mox. And so if Homicide were to get in between, it frees him up for that. If you're done with him being a tag, which I'm not necessarily, I like him and Eddie. It's fun. They rule. Yeah, right, right, right. Now you want to talk about the G1. Yeah, I watched Day Bringing the New G1. Japan Jared back to life. Yes, yes, God, it's been, been a while. Um, I watched the first night. I think there's been four, including today's. But I watched the first night, which the two marquee matches and matches I thought were worth talking about were Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, which I thought was just just phenomenal. I, I think those two guys have an incredible amount of chemistry. Their match I watched two years ago in the G1, that's the match like where I, I realized and it like clicked with me what New Japan was about. And mm-hmm. I had that same feeling kind of again where I was like, oh, man, this is this is top-tier stuff. Right. They, they go out there, they put on a banger, and there's so much emotion showing through what Zach's doing. Naito, of course, just being just just a jerk. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's purpose to that. Uh, Zach being more passionate than usual due to like the circumstances with the tag belts, how Sonata and Naito beat him and Taichi for the belts, and he may have to like basically 1v2 them for the belts last time, and he won. Mm-hmm. So all that coming together, I was like, man, the history behind this match is crazy. And I right. know every every bit of it. I'm like, wow, New Japan rules. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dang. 
that's something New Japan has on like an AEW where it's like there's not a lot of that history yet. Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito have been fighting for like five years. Right. And it all matters up until this match. There's like there's the the callbacks to previous finishes, the callbacks to previous feuds and the way they did it. It's it's crazy. It's I was like, wow. Right. What a match. Right. Uh I don't even think that was the best match of the night because the next next match was Ishii Shingo. Oh wow. Which was his beefy Champion Shingo. Chap champion Shingo. Right. World champion. World heavyweight with the the belt. Still not huge on the belt. That's 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 the truth. Um Wow, what a match. Yeah. When you think of an Ishii Shingo match, you think of them smacking each other for like 30 mm. minutes. And by God. They did it. Huh? They did it. Right. <laughs> it, it was it was everything you could ask for and more. It was a banger. Now, what night was that? Uh, night one. Okay. So you recommend going into it? I highly recommend it. Uh, okay. The first couple matches on the card weren't great. Uh, it was like Yujiro versus Ibushi, which Yujiro actually won. After some cheating, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh Tonga Loa versus Great Okan, which was nothing. The, Great Okan hasn't hit a stride yet. No, I, I've always been a little. Yeah, I go back and forth because sometimes I'm like, this goofy man rules. Sometimes he doesn't feel like he fits in. Though. He's cool as a sidekick, like yeah. outside of the ring. He's, he's, he's yeah, where, he's when he stands around in, in the big that. suit, yeah. yeah, he looks great. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Uh, also, the G1 feels weird this weird year because like normally you wouldn't have God. Being in the G1, like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for them to be in there because they, they right, don't want. They need bodies right now. They need bodies. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tomatonga literally just does not want to be in the G1. He says every year he's like, I don't want to be in the G1, <laughs> and it's like, well, unfortunately for you, we don't have enough warm bodies. <laughs> right. And we need someone to eat some L's, and I was like, dang, that sucks. Now, so uh, you'll keep giving us updates. I hope as we get through. Yeah, this yeah, I'm, I'm gonna catch up with at least like the main events. Of okay. every night. Uh, again, some of the lower card matches, there's not not really a point. Uh, right. Oh, Kenta versus Yano. I Good. saw Kenta and I was like, man, yeah, Kenta's really the OG of the GTS. I was thinking that the whole time. Yeah, it's a silly match, but it's not great. You know? Okay, okay. So we'll talk about that then later. So we'll wrap this up, huh? Yep. Okay, for my what a, man. What a phenomenal week. It has been. I feel like we've had like four phenomenal weeks in a row. <laughs> it really has been great if you're yeah. a wrestling fan at all. Absolutely. The in-ring action has been across the board fantastic. It's great. There's know. so much. Right. Well, that, the, the quality of worker has gone up over the years, and now the quality of worker has gone up, and production has met it. Yes. And so we're getting these primetime episodes with primetime production and storytelling and commentary and making it feel like a big event, you know, wild thing is playing when Mox walks to the ring. You have, uh, you know, it's just really well done the way we've created, you know, you open up an episode with, episode with living color screaming, look in my eyes, what do you see? And the crowd goes Whole nuts crowd and Punk comes walking out and it's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Or you give us a match we've been waiting for since. A dream match. Since Brian Danielson and Kenny left ROH. You give us that to open the show up. You it's know like, what I mean? It's, it's really blessed. neat. Yeah, we are. We are. We um. And the complaints we get are finicky, even mine. Yeah, I'm nitpicking things. It's here, like you know? I don't like the Nant Lambert stuff. I don't like the Cody stuff. But I don't think any of it. I don't like Jericho in a lot of ways. But right. none of that like ruins the show for right. me. Or like, I'm because I'm like, oh well. And in the women's division, I kind of want Thunder Rosa versus Britt every week. Every which, yeah, which is something you can't do. A best every of a hundred. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> 
But anyway, okay, so for my man Jared, for me, this is KP. We've been uh, talking wrestling, Go Home Heat Production, Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Gin Project D. G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out the Daily Smart. They give you all specifically you can use their filter. Go to each wrestling association, check it out, or you can generally do things. You can also find our podcast there. Thank you, and go home.